0: Today we are in Luke 11, 27 through 28, and I'll say this again a little bit later, for those of you who are here, you know that I don't choose the verses, we just are going straight through the book of Luke, this is where we are today, don't blame me. If you have a problem with the message today, it's God's fault. Honor thy mother is the title today, priorities, priorities, what are our priorities? Well first, maybe because I'm stalling, we're going to get to my priorities, we've got doggy update. Okay, so this is this is Pippin, our puppy. Um, he left his mark on my face, as you, as you might see, vicious puppy. He went a little crazy, and I picked him up, and he just foiled around. And their claws are just as sharp as their little puppy teeth, so he scratched me. Well, Pippin and I—this is not part of the problem. The scratch was was not a big deal. But Pippin and I are having some issues this week. We are, we are having some problems. Um, Pippin is a very smart dog, a very smart dog, and unlike the YouTube trainer that my wife calls the the weird Midwest guy who is the uh, He actually has a name his name is Zach George. It's good good dog trainer on YouTube if you want to look him up But he says that dogs are motivated to please their people This is not so with my dog He is motivated by food. He is very motivated by food and he's very smart. So he will learn very quickly any trick you want to teach him he knows how to sit he knows lay down he knows shake he knows come he knows leave it you can tell him to leave it he'll do all of that perfectly for a treat but if he knows i don't have a treat he ain't listening to me (laughs) we have a cat yeah he's a very confused dog he thinks he's a cat and this is causing problems in the mac household because i have this kind of personality trait when we first had kids I said, you know, kids are going to be no problem. All they need to do is do exactly what I say, exactly when I say it, and we won't have any problem. That hasn't worked out so well for me, and it's continuing not to work out well for me in the puppy arena. Apparently, God knew I needed work in this particular area. I did not pray for patience recently, but God is a patient God, and he is proving or using this situation to expand my patience, apparently, but he's also using it, I think, to give an illustration, because while Pippin absolutely hears me, and absolutely understands me, and I have no doubt about this, he chooses to ignore me, and it's infuriating. We'll get back to that a little bit later. Today, we are honoring mothers. And this is a biblical thing. This is a biblical command. In fact, the fifth commandment is this, out of Exodus, honor your, mother, your father and your mother. And it's the first of the commandments that actually comes with a promise. So if you do this, do this so that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. So we are doing a very biblical thing today, right? By honoring our mothers. This is a good thing. I went through, just because I was curious, and uh, did a little bit of research and figured out, we'd figure out how how many mothers are we really talking about today? So I looked it up. Motherhood by the numbers. In the U.S., there are currently, according to the U.S. Census Bureau... 43.5 million mothers living in the US today. Almost 1 billion, just shy of 1 billion mothers worldwide. That's a lot of mothers. In the US, there are 4 million babies born on average per year. 50 million born worldwide so far this year. 50 million babies born in the world just so far this year. In the US, again, there are 5.2 million stay-at-home moms. Ten million single moms. There's a lot of moms that we're honoring today, right? Okay, now this is where we don't get mad at me. We're going to go through and first, it starts out, it starts out good. In Luke 11, 28 through, or 27 through 28, 27. This is where we pick up Luke 11. While Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nurse. Blessed is your mom. Here's a, a woman from the crowd who's very excited by Jesus's message and she's giving a blessing. Wow, oh, what a lucky mom you've got. It's like maybe the first mother's day sort of thing here, you know, she's really celebrating Jesus's mom. And Jesus, of course, gets right on board with that and and says, "Oh, absolutely. She's great, right? Let's let's all celebrate my mom." No, he doesn't say that. He said, "On the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it." Jesus does what Jesus does. As people are getting excited, as people are listening and trying to apply his word and that, he redirects them. He points them back to the purpose of it all. He says, Yes, blessed is my mom, sure, but rather, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. This is actually fairly similar to another instance that we, that we hear. In uh, the book of Matthew, this is recorded. And it's a time when Jesus is about to kind of come out. He's starting to make the Pharisees and the religious leaders kind of mad. And his mom and his brothers want to educate him a little bit. Don't you realize what you're doing? So while he's out talking, in uh, Matthew 12, you can find this. Verse 46, while he was speaking to the crowds, behold, his mother and his brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. And someone said to him, behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you. But Jesus answered the one who was telling him and said, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching his hand out towards his disciple, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my mother, my sister, my brother, my sister, and my mother. Now, we started with the fifth commandment, right? Honor thy father and thy mother. This doesn't seem very honoring to us. It strikes us actually as kind of rude today, right? But we also know that Jesus is completely without sin. So he wasn't breaking the fifth commandment here. What he was doing is redirecting and pointing to the purpose of all things, which is, yes, to give honor to your mother and father, but to obey and listen to the will of God. So let's go back to that verse that we're in in Luke. But he said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and observe it. Today, we honor mothers. All of us have one. Some of us are one. Some of us are married to one. Some of us are going to uh, go home today and, and celebrate and maybe give one of the mothers in our lives a break. This is a good thing. But it's not the good thing. Some of us maybe want to be. Some of us maybe have mothers that uh, like mine who passed away way too early. Don't get to celebrate this day with her anymore. Some of us have been denied the ability to be a mother and think that maybe we're missing out on the biggest thing, but Jesus says, no, this is not the most important thing. It's good to celebrate, to honor your mother, but the most important thing, the biggest blessing that you can have is to hear the word of God and to observe it. This particular translation is the New American Standard Version. I actually like the way that the New Living Translation, I I usually don't use this particular translation, but in this verse, I like it. Because if you go through all the rest of the versions, the, the Greek here is interesting. Jesus replied, the way the New Living Translation puts it, even more blessed. So while the New American Standard says, on the contrary, King James says, yea, rather, yes, rather, What they're really trying to say is, that's true, that my mother is is pretty special. But even more blessed, even more than Mary, even more than the one who would be called blessed by all generations, even more than those who are fantastic mothers, who have been blessed with the gift of motherhood, more blessed than them are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. That means all of us have the opportunity every single day to be more blessed than even Mary. Why was Mary blessed in the first place, though? Let's take a look at that. Was Mary blessed because she was chosen to bear the very Son of God? She was chosen because she did what? Step back. What happened, Mary? She's going along and she's minding her own business. She's betrothed to a good man, Joseph. They've got their plans. And what happens? An angel appears to her, And messes everything up. He appears to her and says, hey, you are going to be the vessel. The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you. And she probably has a fairly decent understanding of what this means. She is going to become pregnant before being married. This is going to mean she's going to be an outcast. This is going to mean that her husband, her future husband, is probably not going to want to marry her. And we see that that is in fact the case. He was going to put her away quietly. The angel had to appear to Joseph as well and say, no, it's okay. But even knowing all of that, she heard the word that came from God. And what did she say? She said, let it be unto me, even as you have said. She heard the word of God, and she kept it. She did it. This is what the blessing was. And we, each and every one of us, not only have the opportunity, but are commanded to focus on what's important. So today, as we honor our mothers, this is a good and proper thing. Let's not allow ourselves to become distracted. Let's remember that Jesus focuses us back on what is truly important, and that is to hear the word of God and do it. James, in the book of James, has something to say about this as well. In James 1.22, he says, Prove yourselves doers of the word, like Mary. She didn't just hear, she said, Let it be done to me, even as you have said. She was a doer of the word, and not merely hearers who delude themselves. We spoke last week about all of those that are in churches all over the United States that are filling our pews and filling our chairs, hearing the word of God and deluding themselves. They think they know Jesus because they know about Jesus. They think they know God because they know about God, but they've never really developed a relationship with him. How do you develop a relationship with God? How do you develop a relationship with Jesus Christ? It's by interacting with him by being a doer, not just a hearer. You don't just get to sit and absorb and say, okay, yeah, that's good, and then go out there and forget. James has something to say about that. He says, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in the mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. So the picture here is you're getting up in the morning after maybe a late hard night. And you've got to be to work, or you've got to be to an interview, or you've got to just go out in public. So you get up early in the morning, and you walk into the mirror, and you look at it, and your hair's all crazy. You ladies, maybe your mascara's been running, you didn't get it all cleaned off. You're just a total mess. You look and you go, ah! And you turn away, and you immediately forget that, and you walk right out into public looking like that. This is what James says you are like when you look in the mirror of Scripture, When you hear God's word, and you are a hearer, but not a doer, you don't take that message and actually do something with it. But the one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty, Scripture, the word of God, and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer, this man, woman, will be what? Will be blessed. Blessed in what he does. As Jesus was walking through the crowds, as Jesus was teaching, somebody realized what what an awesome mother you must have had and what a blessed mother you must have had. And Jesus says, yes. However, even more blessed than that, just like James, are all those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Like we said last week, we talked about a house divided. Jesus mentioned, a house divided cannot stand, and and we applied that to ourselves. Say that you cannot be a house divided. That when you read scripture, you can't say, my living room, if I'm the house, belongs to Jesus, but my bedroom, that belongs to me. It's a house divided, it cannot stand. You have to If you're going to give your life to Jesus Christ, give every single aspect of your life to Jesus Christ. So even as we're celebrating good things, when we are celebrating the mothers that God gave us, when we are celebrating our wives, when we are celebrating our husbands, when we are celebrating our fathers for Father's Day, when we are celebrating any good thing, Good, but we cannot be a house divided. We must celebrate those things in the light of the blessings that they are from God. We must hear the word of God in all things and put it into practice. How are you going to do that today? How are you going to listen to what God has for you today and put it into practice? I wish I could answer that question for you. I I wish I could say, Misty, this is what God has for you today. This is what you need to do when you walk out the door. But I can't do that. Only you can do that. How are you going to listen to God? First, God speaks through his word. If you are hearing anything today, it might be you need to get back into his word. You need to be reading scripture, listening to what he has to say. And then when he reveals something to you, do it. Don't be like that crazy-haired man that James is talking about where you look in the mirror and you just walk away and forget about it. When you walk out of these doors today, when you're going to celebrate, when you're going home to play with your kids or your animals, when you're going to try to get that dog to listen to you, see, I believe God gave me a little view into what he feels like sometimes through that wonderfully cute puppy. <laughs> who knows exactly what I'm saying and stubbornly refuses to do anything about it. He knows I'm telling him to sit and he's looking at me going, no, where's my treat? Quid pro quo here. And I believe that this is how we often behave with God. We know what God is calling us to do. We know the commands that he is giving us. And we stubbornly, though we hear, say, no, I don't feel like doing that. I'm gonna go sniff around these bushes over here. I don't want to go over there. I can tell you, it's infuriating. And this week I've had to fall down on my knees and ask God's forgiveness because that's precisely how I behave often. I hear him. I I hear him when he says, go talk to that person. Go tell that person over there about Jesus. And I'm like, you know, that's going to be really uncomfortable. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to go this way. I hear him when he tells me, On Mother's Day, preach about God instead of preaching about moms. I would have much rather got up here and and talked about how great all you moms are. You're, you're, You're pretty great. But you know what? Scripture says God's better. Moms will let you down. If you're a mom, you will let somebody down. Dads will let you down. Fathers will let you down. Friends will let you down. God will never let you down. Jesus will never let you down. We just have to have the courage to follow him in every single thing that he says. So I'm going to challenge you this week to take some time and carve it out of your day. If you already do this, carve a little bit of extra time out of your day, just a little bit more. Take some time to look intently at the perfect law. Look intently at scripture. Find a verse, find a book, find some place and dive into it and ask God to reveal something to you. Ask God to tell you what he would have you do with this. Maybe it's an outward thing. Maybe it's an inward thing. It'll be different for every one of us, but I'm going to challenge each of you this week to do this because there is a wonderful promise at the end of this verse. If you stare into the perfect law of liberty and you do what he says, what he reveals to you, you will be blessed in what you do. There's a tagline that I put on bottom of all of my emails that say may God richly bless you in all you do in his service. Lots of people say may God bless you, but the blessings come from when you do things in his service as a result of him prompting you to do something. In obedience, Jesus said, and I'm going to close with this, in the Great Commission, what does he say? He says, go there, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. When Jesus is doing his teaching, a consistent theme is he is pointing people back to this command. More blessed are those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Let's pray that we can do that today. Bow your heads with me, please. Father, oh, Father God, you are so awesome and we take you so much for granted. You speak to us through every aspect of our lives. You speak to us through the people that you place around us. You speak to us through Scripture. You speak to us nonstop. And you call us to speak to you without ceasing, to pray without ceasing. And so often, we go our own way. We get distracted by all of the many pleasures of this world, even the good things. We allow ourselves to be pulled away from you, God, I ask that you would remind us to focus our entire lives on you and your call. Because it is there that we find we're complete. I forget that often, God, and I beg your forgiveness for that. I ask that for every person here that you would place a special burden on our heart or a little reminder to seek you a little bit more than we did last week. And then a little bit more next week than we do this week, that you would continue to grow that fire as we seek revival in the valley. That all of the churches here in the valley would grow in their desire to seek your face so that a mighty flame bursts out of this valley and we shine a light in this darkness so brightly that people look up and wonder what is that all about and come seeking your face right alongside us. God, we ask for revival. God, I also ask for a special blessing on our mothers today. I ask for a blessing on our sisters. I ask for a blessing on our daughters. I ask for a blessing on all of your children, that they might know how truly blessed they are to do your will, above and beyond what we think we have, what we think we want The true blessing is always in being obedient to you. So, God, we thank you that you are with us today. Ask for your guidance. We love you and we praise you, and it is in the name of Jesus that we pray.